Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hi there, welcome back. This will be for 2 Peter chapter 2. The heading reads, False teachers among the saints are damned. Lustful saints shall perish in their own corruption. Verse 1, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in abominable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Heresies are found in the church today. Elder Bussar McConkie, in a talk at BYU in 1980, gave a talk entitled The Seven Deadly Heresies, and I'm going to tell you what those seven are. Number one, God is progressing in knowledge and is learning new truths. That's a heresy. Heresy number two, heresy number two concerns itself with the relationship between organic evolution and revealed religion and asks the question whether they can be harmonized. They cannot. Number three, there are those who say that temple marriage assures us of an eventual exaltation. Some have supposed that couples married in the temple who commit all manner of sin and who then pay the penalty will gain their exaltation eventually. Again, that's not true. Number four, there are those who believe that the doctrine of salvation for the dead offers men a second chance for salvation. That's not the case. Number five, there are those who say that there is progression from one kingdom to another in the eternal worlds, or that lower kingdoms eventually progress to where higher kingdoms once were. Again, that's not true. Verse Number six, there are those who believe or say they believe that Adam is our father and our God, that he is the father of our spirits and our bodies, and that he is the one we worship. Again, that's false. Number seven, there are those who believe we must be perfect to gain salvation. I do not think that the heresies I have named are common in the church. I think that the great majority of the members of the church believe and understand true doctrines and seek to apply true principles in their lives. Unfortunately, there are a few people who agitate and stir th- these matters up, who have some personal axe to grind, or who desire to spread philosophies of their own, philosophies that, as near as the judges in Israel can discern, are not in harmony with the mind and will and purpose of the Lord. It is incumbent upon us to believe the truth. We have the obligation to find out what is truth, and then we have the obligation to walk in the light and to apply the truths that we have learned to ourselves and to influence others to do likewise. Verse number two, and many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of, and through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their destruction slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them out, or cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness, to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the, ungo- of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an ensample unto those that after should live ungodly, and delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them, and seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds." The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations, and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness, and despise government, presumptuous are they self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. 
The basic reason for apostasy is succumbing to the lusts of the flesh. Verse 11, Whereas angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. But these, as natural brute beasts, made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption. Backsliding church members who are as creatures without reason, and how often apostasy is born of emotion, not of reason. That was by Bruce R. McConkie. Verse 13, And shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they that count it pleasure to riot. The actual meaning is to live delicately, live luxuriously, be given to a soft and luxurious life. That was from the Institute Manual. In the daytime, spots they are and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you. Having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls and heart, they have exercised with covetous practices cursed children, for which forsaken the right way and are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Bozar, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity, the dumb ass speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet." These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein, and overcome the latter end is worse than them that than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it is happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that has that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. President Kimball said, Having received the necessary saving ordinances, baptism, the gift of the Holy Ghost, temple ordinances, and sealing, one must live the covenants made. He must endure in faith, no matter how brilliant was the service rendered by the bishop or state president or other person. If he, if he falters later in his life and fails to live righteously to the end, the good works he did all stand in jeopardy. In fact, one who serves and then falls away may be in the category spoken of by Peter, the dog turning to his vomit or the sow returning to her wallowing in the mire. Anyway, that's the end of the chapter, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.